Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Darshawn McAway. You're tuned in to WOW Podcast. By all means, go to wowpodcast.me. That's W-O-W-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot M-E. Now, today I have a special guest on for the second time, but you guys didn't get a chance to hear the first one. We have Liz Butcher. She's here to talk to us about her latest book, Fate's Fury. Liz, how are you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing well. So for me, this is an honor and a pleasure because I get to speak to you twice. But for everybody <laughs> that's going to be a first time listener, uh, why don't you tell them what your book, Fate's Fury, is about? Sure. So Fate's Fury is uh, basically about the end of the world um, where we have got the, the fates have come back. They've decided that we've uh, made a mess of things and they want to just eradicate mankind from the planet and just start afresh without us. Um, and then it centres around um, three friends that find themselves at the centre of all um, these strange occurrences that are happening um, and an alliance of ancient gods from old pantheons return back to this realm to join forces with uh, the human race to try and um, help us save ourselves. Now, for the theme of the show, what was that wow moment that inspired you to write this book? Well, I think it sort of came about having a look at everything that's going on in the world for the past decade or so, really, and just having that question sort of in um, the back of my head, you know, what are we doing? Do we deserve to be here? And what would happen if um, something, I guess, some power beyond us um, did sort of come and say, well, look, you know, enough is enough. And that's sort of where that that came from. And then it just sort of grew from there and it couldn't let it go. So I had to, yeah, just turn it into a story. So who's your favourite character throughout the book? Oh, that's a tough one because there's quite a lot of characters. Um, probably have to say Ava. She's probably the lead female character um, just because I think she. She ends up sort of being the glue that holds everyone together and um, she sort of shoulders a lot to kind of protect everybody else. So um, she's kind of the silent hero in, in the story, which I quite like about her. Now, the, uh, the listeners and the readers are going to get a chance to check out your book. What are some things that they should know about you that you would like for them to know? Oh, um, that's a tough question. I love writing books, obviously. Um, yeah. I'm a massive music nerd. I love music of all genres. Um, and I'm also a, a knitter. I'm a bit of a nana, so <laughs> a bit of a hidden hobby. Okay. So before you started diving into writing, uh, what was your mm -hmm. career choice for writing? Uh, I've actually been a bit of a jack of all trades. So um, I did a degree in psychology at university and then I went and applied that to working um, with uh, elderly people suffering from um, things like dementia, motor neuron disease, um, illnesses like that. Um, and then it was while I was working in that that the sort of the need to start writing came back. Um, so I've had a day job sort of the past seven years while I've been building up my writing career. Um, and at the moment I'm on a career leave to purely focus on my writing, which is very exciting. So let's go back and talk about um, you working with elderly patients that were experiencing or have dementia. Uh, my question to you would be, what have you learned about dementia and is there a possible way to either um, get rid of it or, or reduce it? Uh, well, there's a lot of research out there about the potential to not necessarily get rid of it, but possibly prolong um, 
the, the onslaught of the, the dementia, depending on what type of dementia um, it is. Um, I think being mentally active um, certainly does help um, and engaging people, keeping people active um, with friends and socialising does help as well. Um, unfortunately, I think that if you're going to get it, it's going you're going to get it. Um, but I do think that there are things that we can do to sort of help stave it off um, if that's going to be the case. Um, but for people that do get it, I think keeping them in environments that are familiar to them certainly does help a lot. I have seen um, sort of clients that were moved because uh, it was easier for the family to be able to care for them that way. But, yeah, changing their daily routine and their surrounds really does sort of aggravate the situation. So what type of books are you working on now? Uh, well, I've got another book coming out next month, which is a young adult horror uh, called LaRue Manor, uh, which I'm very excited about. And then I'm um, just wrapping up the final edits for um, another book called Never Never, which is um, basically a retelling of Peter Pan where we've got uh, Wendy Darling is all grown up um, and she, she's a detective. Um, so it's a bit of a twist on the old fairy tale there. Um, and I've also started um, a series of novellas based on a character called Luna Zimmer, who uh, is a paranormal investigator. So are all of your books based in Australia or you just kind of base them anywhere? Mostly in Australia. Um, Maroon Manor sort of is the only one that's not. It starts off um, in Australia and they move to the, the UK um, purely because we don't really have those really old um, type of buildings here in Australia. We're too young a country for that kind of history. Um, but other than that, um, my stories, yeah, I tend to get based here because it's what I know and it's what I'm familiar with. So um, I like to kind of highlight, um, yeah, the Australian country and the, the things that we have to offer here. Now, did you go through the traditional publishing route or the self-publishing route? Um, I've gone through the self-publishing route. Um, I like the control that you have over your manuscript. It's a massive learning curve um, and it's it's hard, but I think it's very rewarding as well. So um, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's a challenge, but I really like it. So I'll probably stick to the self-publishing at this point. Now, I'm very cautious when people mention that something is hard. What do you find hard about it? Uh, I guess just because there's a lot to learn, um, which I'm always up for a challenge and I'm a nerd, so I'm, I'm more than happy to, to take it all on. But uh, I guess when you first go into it, people don't necessarily realise how much work's involved in self-publishing. It's not just a matter of writing a book and, and putting it out there for people to read. Um, you know, there's the editing, there's the marketing, you've got to do the research, what type of book you're trying to put out there. Um, it's getting a cover that actually fits the book and the market. That's just, there's just so many things that's ongoing. It's not just a one-off sort of thing that you, you put out there. You've got to continually work at it. So, um, yeah, I think it's just an ongoing education, really. So where can people reach out to you on maybe social media or through your website to learn more about you or, or maybe pick your brain a little bit more? And where can they purchase your books? 
Yeah, sure. So people can find me. I've got a Facebook author page under Liz Butcher. Um, I'm on Twitter at um, Little Love Liz. I've also got a website which is lizbutcher.wixsite.com slash Liz Butcher. Um, feel free to, yeah, message me anytime. I'm, I'm more than happy to answer anyone's questions. My name is Darshan McAway. I'm the host of Wild Podcast. We're talking to Liz Butcher about her latest book, Fate's Fury. Liz, it was a pleasure speaking with you. Yeah, I'd love speaking to you again. All right, Liz, thank you so much for your time. No worries. Thanks. Bye.